0: hey friend this is dr nirmala from the wellberry a podcast that deals mainly with metabolic health and issues that are related to metabolism like diabetes hypertension metabolic syndrome obesity autoimmune disorders and other related problems so why am i qualified to talk about these things is it because i'm a physician well, that's partly the case, but more than that, it's because I am someone who has been on a very long-drawn battle with metabolic syndrome myself. Obesity, diabetes and pain in the body, high cholesterol, these are some of the issues that I have had to tackle and through this podcast, my aim is to share what I have learned over the last few years. It's high time that we realize many of these health problems, especially diabetes or thyroid related issues, high cholesterol, these do not need to plague us all our lives. And that's what this podcast is all about, giving you the information that will help you take charge of your health and your life. Before we get into the rest of this discussion, here's the disclaimer. This podcast is not a medical consultation. If you do have health-related issues, then please see a professional for guidance. It's a Thursday afternoon here in Bangalore as I sit down to record this episode. And all I can think about is the news I got yesterday regarding a 45-year-old guy who just collapsed and passed away after having a massive cardiac arrest. And as I have said in the previous episodes, the purpose of this podcast is that people sit up and take notice of their health and do something about it. Right, so in the last episode, we spoke a lot about carbohydrates. How much do we need? What kind of carbohydrates are required for the body? What are unhealthy carbs? This week, we are going to talk about one of the other building blocks of our body. Protein. So, Chris, my husband has challenged me to make all my talking points begin with the letter P. Now, I am not somebody who easily backs off on a challenge, so let's see how this goes. Before that, let me tell you that protein is one of the most misunderstood nutrients. I remember when I was in college and trying to lose weight, I decided to reduce rice and rotis. Not that I knew about low carb meals or anything, just that I had seen somebody else lose weight after doing that and I realized that it's something I need to try out. Now, of course, I realized that it was a smart move. I used to eat a lot of lentils and of course vegetables. One of my relatives heard that I was doing this and then called my dad and cautioned him, saying that she will start looking very muscular. It's only bodybuilders who eat so much of protein. So that's the kind of worry that people have when it comes to protein. That it's either going to make you bulk up or that it's going to damage your kidneys or that too much protein will actually make you put on weight. These are very genuine concerns and these concerns come from the fact that we have been told this for so many years. I totally understand when even the people that I work with have these questions. So let's take a little time to first understand protein correctly. The purpose of protein, that's the first P word here, purpose. What exactly does protein do in our body? First its growth and development and also repair of the body. For children to grow, they need adequate protein. So, if you've seen pictures of children in a famine or in poor nations, then you would have noticed how the affected children have protruding bellies, they have really thin arms and legs, and the chest is very bony. The face seems almost skeletal. This is severe malnourishment. Then, especially those of us in India, would have seen children who may be getting a little more in terms of quantity of food, but then, there is not enough protein. It's called protein energy malnourishment. These children will have dusty brown hair and probably a protruding tummy. Protein is important for the production of developmental hormones and hence the lack of adequate protein can result in stunted growth. It's important for holding our teeth in the gums, It's important for the hair, both in terms of texture and for the growth of hair, for our nails and for our bones. Have you heard of people in their old age just having a small fall, nothing dramatic, but just a simple thing like falling off the chair and they land up with multiple fractures. And you wonder how? How did they manage to have multiple fractures with a small slip? Well, one of the reasons is that there isn't enough protein to strengthen the body. And like I mentioned, protein is essential for the daily repair and maintenance that happens in our system. One of the things I have noticed is that if people don't have enough protein, the skin can become dry and scaly. In fact, sometimes it even resembles psoriasis. So basically protein is needed for every structure and every tissue of our body. The second important purpose of proteins is to produce hormones. Hormones are chemical messengers that carry information from one organ of the body to another. For example, the growth hormone, insulin, glucose, these are all hormones and the body needs proteins to produce them. The third important function of proteins is to ensure the immunity of the body. That's the capacity of the body to fight infections. So we've all heard about antibodies and immunoglobulins, right? These are like the policemen in our body and they rush to capture and destroy anything that can cause an infection and thus harm us. The fourth purpose of protein is to manage the pH or the acid-base balance within our body and also to maintain the fluid balance. When there is less protein in the body, it can lead to a condition called edema or swelling which is due to fluid accumulation. The next function of protein is to transport nutrients. For example, hemoglobin is a protein that carries oxygen to various parts of the body. Glut or glucose transporters are responsible for carrying glucose to various parts of the body. Lipoproteins are needed to carry fat to different parts of the body. And each nutrient has a specific transport protein. So lipoproteins for example will not transport glucose, likewise glut will not transport iron. Got it? And proteins are also important in storing nutrients. You must have heard of ferritin. Ferritin is for storing iron within the body. If our ferritin levels are very low, it means that our iron stores are not enough. And finally, protein is needed for energy. Gram per gram, proteins give us just as much energy as carbohydrates. So if we are trying to lose weight and if our nutritionist or doctor has asked us to go on a low carb food style, then what we actually need in order to get enough energy is protein. Even otherwise, in a normal diet, there is a requirement for protein so that our body has enough energy and we don't go into calorie deficit. The next point. Alright, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Providers of protein. It should actually be sources of protein, but I need a word with P, right? So let us go with providers. Before we get to that, we need to know that protein is broken down in our body to form amino acids. And these amino acids are then responsible for all the functions that we just listed. There are 9 essential amino acids. These are amino acids that our body cannot produce on its own. It gets it from the food we consume. Now here is the thing. If our body runs out of glucose for some reason, to some extent, the protein that we eat through a process called gluconeogenesis. Neo meaning new, genesis meaning production or generation. So gluconeogenesis, can supply glucose for the body's energy needs. It does this by breaking down protein. So we actually don't need very carb heavy meals, because the body has an inbuilt mechanism of producing glucose. Carbs have their role and are required by the body no doubt, it's a major building block as well. But like I've explained in the earlier episodes, the quality of carbs matter. And we definitely don't need the large quantity that we've been used to. But when it comes to proteins, only proteins can provide amino acids and especially the essential amino acids. So we need to pay attention to the quality and the quantity of protein that we are having. Now let's get to the providers of protein. Where do we get this protein from? Obviously, we get it from the food that we eat. Protein is mainly from meat sources like fish or seafood, mutton, chicken, beef, pork and eggs. We also get protein from dairy sources like milk, yogurt, cheese and cottage cheese or as we know it, paneer. Vegetarians have a bit more difficulty getting enough protein. However, with a little mindful eating, They can meet their protein requirements too. Vegetables like spinach, broccoli, mushrooms, these have a higher percentage of protein. Potato and sweet potato too have a decent amount of protein in them. The other sources of protein for vegetarians would be lentils or dals and the beans like rajma or kidney beans, green peas. If you sprout the lentils, then the protein content increases. Protein is also found in nuts like almonds, pecan or pine nuts, walnuts and also in seeds like pumpkin seeds, watermelon, muskmelon seeds. Now what I have serious concerns about is a trend that's catching on very fast. Vegetarian meat. And it's being promoted as a good source of protein. If vegetarian food has to taste like meat, It means that the food is highly modified and processed. If it has to look, feel and probably taste like meat, I wonder the kind of chemicals and the processes that are being used to modify it. So in this case, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is not necessarily a duck. It could be a pumpkin for all you know. I am just putting it out there. If you are a vegetarian, Please look at good, wholesome, vegetarian sources of protein. Do not get conned by what the industry is doing because there is a lot of money being pumped into all of this. Vegetarian meat is not a good source of protein. So this is the first of the episodes where we talk about protein and I hope over the weeks, I will be able to give you enough information so that you can incorporate protein appropriately in your food. Last week, on the Wellberry YouTube channel, I had done an interview with a remarkable lady, Melrose Ribeiro. In that video, we have spoken about the importance of protein for good health. If you haven't watched it as yet, I urge you to go ahead and look it up. It's a slightly longish video, But if you're serious about staying fit, then it's well worth listening to. So we're on Instagram as well, the underscore wellberry, for easy recipes and also health-related tips. If you find this podcast helpful, then do share it with somebody else as well. You never know whose life you may be touching. We will continue to talk about protein in the next episode as well. Until then, This is Nirmala signing out and remember that wellness begins with your plate.